everybody, and welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. It's your boy Dave. How's everyone doing? Man, I feel guilty. It's been a little while since I've done an episode. Uh, usually, uh, we do two episodes a week. We've done 220 some odd episodes over the course of this little experiment. Is it still an experiment three and a half years later? It's a slow building experiment. Um, but this week, for some reason or another, I just couldn't get an episode up for Friday. And then Monday's episode is late. Today's Tuesday. I'll upload this. Uh, I don't know what it was. I just, it's, it's like, um, it's just I, uh, life was happening. You know, you ever, you ever have life happen to you and you just can't, for the life of you, do the things that you've been doing? Uh, sometimes we just can't do laundry. Uh, you know what? Laundry's the thing. I'll do laundry before I do my taxes. There's something about fresh socks that gets me going. I love a good pair of fresh socks. Uh, I'm in. I'm in the car. We're car casting. It's just you and your boy Dave today. Just us friends. We're listening as friends. Are you guys driving somewhere? Where are you going? You going to see the poppy seed blooms or whatever they're called? The poppy blooms. Uh, you going to? Uh, you going to get some uh, frosty freeze ice cream with your girlfriend? You wanted some advice on how to uh, treat your dame? Is that what you're listening for? Any ladies out there listening? You want to hear some uh, some crude sex stories? Is that what, what are we doing here? Uh, I've got a couple of questions I'll answer. And I'll tell you a little bit about my life. I, you know what? I had a milestone last night. I figured it out. You ever figure shit out and it's the simplest no-brainer thing? So there's a comedian. Um, I've referenced him a lot on the podcast. His name doesn't matter. It's not important to say his name, but he is, um, he has been doing, uh, stand-up and all that for the relatively the same amount as I've done. Um, literally we started at the same time and he is wildly successful. And because of that, I've looked at this guy as sort of an enemy and it's weird because there's other comics that have done stand-up for the amount of time I've done it, and I'm not jealous of them. But it is a jealousy, and jealousy is a weird thing, and I found out why I was jealous of him. He looks like my best friend from elementary school, <laughs> who I was jealous of. I was the kid um, who wasn't as tall or in as good a shape, or I wasn't as loud. I was basically... I was LeFou from Beauty and the Beast to my to my buddy who was Gaston. And as much as LeFou loves Gaston, LeFou loves him in a jealous way. Like, I want to be Gaston. I don't want to be LeFou. I don't want to be the butt. I mean, in the Beauty and the Beast uh, instance, uh, LeFou probably wanted to fuck Gaston. But I didn't want to fuck my friend growing up. I just liked him. Uh, I like being with him. Jesus Christ, I'm coming out of the closet. And uh, and the thing and the thing with that is that I was uh, he had a dad. Okay, so my buddy Steve, right? He had a dad who was like six foot seven, tall, good looking guy, and uh, athletic. He was super athletic, and I was like the chubby kid with no father who was good at sports but not as good. And whenever. Whenever we, uh, you know, I remember a tournament we played in. We were like ten years old. We played in a tennis tournament, and I remember he. I remember no matter what I did, he kept on beating me. But we made, we, we both made it to the finals, and we had to face off each other. And even though we were buddies, he still beat me. And I, and 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 I don't want a handout. I don't want a sympathy. Uh, I don't want him to let me win. But I was just like, man, I couldn't 
figure it out. And I was competitive too, but I was always a step behind this kid. Anyway, we have um, me and this kid. We we were friends, and then I moved towns, and we kind of stopped being friends. And it was kind of nice because I was able to kind of move on with my identity and not be like second fiddle to him. And uh, anyway, last I heard, he was like a you know a ski instructor in Colorado, or he was he was kind of just off the grid. And it was interesting because he was like uh, you know a very when when I knew him, he was a very straight laced, good looking kid, uh, very uh, talented. He had all these things going for him, and there's nothing wrong with being a ski instructor in in Colorado. But he kind of just like, um, you know, kind of deserted the family, as older siblings tend to do. I'll have you know, the older sibling, generally women, uh, will tend to flee their family because they've been uh, kind of held back. If it, if you understand what I'm saying. Side note. Met a girl Saturday night, Mormon, 20 years old. We were doing our man on the street interviews. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't rushing game on these 20-year-old chicks. But we're doing a man on the street interview for the social man. We do them every week. And we're interviewing people, um, you know, at, at the different bars, nightclubs, things like that, you know, on the street. And everyone's wasted. And um, we meet this girl, and she uh, she was cute, young. She had a, like, tight little black dress on, you know, you know, with the type of dress where if you go down to tie your shoes, you probably flash your vagina to the... You know what I mean? Like one of those dresses. Um, and we, we, we start talking to her. And actually, I should probably find the interview. I have the whole interview with her. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll try to find... Let me try to find the interview and I'll play it at the end of this episode. I don't know if I have that uh, capability. But if I do, you'll hear it at the end. And if I don't, it's because I said, ah, fuck it. Who needs it? But anyway, interview this chick. She had... Three weeks earlier, she had driven away from her family in utah because they're all mormons and i'm not nothing against mormons but any of these any religions where they put a lot of restrictions on you uh generally they make you flee you get the, the old rum springer right so she flees uh much like my buddy steve did her family and next thing you know she's in los angeles and by the way for what it's worth i'm not bragging she definitely wanted to fuck my buddy who was filming gooch was like dude that chick wanted to fuck and i was like yeah well she's 20 years old she she's in uh she uh she just left utah she, she probably wants to fuck everything uh so i don't blame her for wanting the old the old dave soon to be 32 still got it still scamming on those girls born in 1995 <laughs> Wait, I have that wrong. Born in 1997. Oh, that's old. Holy shit. I remember 1997. I remember it like it was yesterday. You guys remember 1997? The movie Kazam? Remember? Was that 97? Oh, boy. 97 was a good year. That was a good year. I was... That's when I... I think that's the first year I masturbated. I was 11, 12, something like that. Anyway, boy, that makes me feel old. The year she was born, uh, it could have been... I could have been her dad. Yeah. Anyway, what's the point of all this? I know some people say, hey, you jump all around. Hey, you may think it's ADD. Maybe you think it's brilliant. I don't know. I'm stuck in traffic. My mind's all over the place. I'm sipping on a kombucha. Organic kombucha. Rebuild, reclaim, rekindle, recharge. Subscribe to the podcast. That wasn't on the container. Uh, anyway, so this chick, what's her name? Lisa? I don't, I don't remember. Call her Lisa. She looked like a Lisa, right? four-letter white chick lisa leaves her family in utah her mormon family she didn't seem to hate them but she drove 10 hours and just made it to california i guess she had to go back and get her shit in utah and then 
And then we're talking to her, right? She's tugging on my arm. Then this dude walks up. And I'm not trying to talk to this girl. I'm doing my job. It's all on camera. You can't catch your boy Dave snooping around. I'm loyal to the cause. Tasha, you're listening. Your boy's got a head on his shoulders and some hair on his head. And anyway, uh, this dude comes up with perfectly manicured eyebrows. The type of thing you don't notice unless they're done with perfection. So he's got perfectly. He's um. He's a you know a tan uh, you know mixed uh, white jersey shore skin you know tan t- t- type of juice head guy. But I'm assuming he's gay because we're in West Hollywood. We're in the heart of uh, gay town. And if you think I'm exaggerating, uh, come out with us. We're in the heart of gay town, and, and and we like to do these interviews with the girls because girls love hanging out in in the heart of. Uh, the gay neighborhoods because they're not badgered by too many guys. So I go, I was like, oh, this chick, she comes to the West Coast. She finds a gay guy. They're friends, blah, blah, blah. No. Turns out he kisses her. So all of a sudden they're making out next to us. I don't know what's going on. I'm cool with it. Whatever. Do your thing. Uh, you know you know what I mean? Not my chick. Um, but then I'm like, is that a, one of those, is that like a gay makeout kiss or what? And then she goes, and then she totally uh, put him in his place. She was like, yeah. Come like Roy. She was like, yeah, Roy, Roy's a lifesaver. We're the best friends. And I was like, oh, you came out here with Roy? She was like, no, we met three weeks ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, when you're 20 years old, you're best friends with people you met three weeks ago. At that age, you just don't have any context. You're like, yeah, we're the best friends. We met at lunch. So, so uh, he met her when she drove out there, and he wanted her to come back. So apparently she told me, Lisa told me that Roy flew her back out to hang with them now roy's probably my age lisa's 20 and not a day over she could have lied up to 20 all we know is she wasn't 21 she couldn't get into the into the nightclub and in my whole i had a great plan for her i was like you want to get into the nightclub here's what you do so so listen any underage people this is what you do go up to the bouncer and by the way you got to look like you're not 14 when you do this but go and she did she looked not a day over 15 years old go up to the bouncer if you can pull it off and you say look I don't have my ID on me. They took it uh, when I gave them my credit card because I have a you know a you know an Amex and they wanted my ID with it or whatever. Make make you know, make that more airtight than what I'm saying. And say, look, he's gonna go. Ah, show me your ID. He go, no, no, it's inside. I just want to close my tab out. I'll be right back. Let me in. I'm gonna go close my tab out and be right back. What's the guy gonna stop you? You're closing your tab out. Are you really? No, you're just trying to get in. I don't know. I've done it before. I've done it before. Not not as underage, but I've done it before. When uh, there's a huge line to get into a place, it only works if you're alone. If your buddies are inside and they're like, hey, you got to get to this bar and there's a line and the guy's like, oh, geez, you got to wait in line. You go, no, 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 I've been here. I just went outside to make a phone call because uh, it's too loud inside. I just want to close my tab out. Can I go inside and close my tab out? The guy's going to go, sure, because in his mind, who cares if you're lying or not? At least you have an airtight excuse. Anyway, so this chick, Lisa... Uh, good luck to you. And if your parents are listening, please rate and review. Uh, we love our Mormon friends. I, I love the Mormon. I love the Mormon people. I think it's a little it's a little weird uh, of a religion, but hey, who am I to cast stones, right? Or cast judgment, whatever it's called. Who am I to cast straight, right? I'm not doing it. There's nothing more strange about Catholicism. I mean, sure, they're all we're all trying our best. Is my point. We're all trying our best as long as we don't use religion to manipulate others. Let's use it for the better, you know, make, make ourselves better. Let's stop trying to make others better. Make ourselves better. Anyway, Lisa's making herself better. She's fucking this dude with nice eyebrows. 
Uh, but anyway, I thought it was funny that she called him out. She's like, oh, yeah, he uh, flew me out here. And in her head, she probably thinks it's charming. But to us, we're like, ooh, bro, maybe don't tell people that. Like, play it cool. Anyway, so if you ever want to meet underage chicks, you go to the pizza place uh, where all the bars are because that's the only place they can get into. Uh, so Steve, geez, I'm all over the place. Steve was my best friend. And no hard feelings whatsoever. Hadn't heard from him in a long time. Now, um, several years ago, when I was living um, on the East Coast still, I, was, I, f- I found myself in San Diego. Had never been before. First day in San Diego. I, um, I was getting a fish taco with a friend. And we go into this random fish taco joint right on the beach. I walk into this fish taco joint. I'll never forget. I walk in, and all I hear is, Dave fucking Neal. And I look over, and who is it? My old best friend, Steve. He had long hair down to his shoulders. He was super hippie. He was high as fuck. It was a great... And he he could, we both couldn't even have a conversation. We were just like, how the fuck is this happening that we're both in San Diego and when we come from a small town in Rhode Island? Anyway, I had... I, as soon as I was a, as soon as college hit, I was able to get over my sort of jealousy that I had for other guys because I was beginning to like figure out who I was. You know what I mean? Like you, you get your own success, your failures, your fall on your own. You have no need to be jealous. The thing that I was mainly jealous of in hindsight was that he had a dad and he had these opportunities. You know, his dad was the coach of the team. He had uh, cool toys and a and he was tall and he could dunk and like he had all these little things I didn't have. But, um, what I had was so, was so much more valuable to me. I had a family that loved me and, you know, I, I was able to be nurtured in a way that I, I never ran away from them. I mean, I moved across the country, but we, you know, stay in touch. And anyway, it was interesting to see him. And then last night to wrap this little story up last night, um, I am, hold on, I'm getting directions here. I'm driving through the back roads of Los Angeles. Last night, I'm at a comedy show. I'm going up, like, close to the end of the show. And most people think, oh, you're going up to the end of the show. That's great. You know what I mean? But, like, most comedy shows, especially these showcase shows in Los Angeles, they by the end of the show, they're exhausted. I mean, I went up after five different comedians who have Comedy Central specials. Like, I, you know, it's, I still had a fun set. It was a good time. But it was like I had to listen through all these other dudes who are years past me. But one of the guys was where I am five years into stand-up, which is a lot if you think about it. But for anyone who knows stand-up, five years ain't shit. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're a 14th-year stand-up comedian, the guy who's done it for 20 years is going to go, oh, you don't know shit. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And that goes with anything in life. But uh, with stand-up, it is, there are many levels to pass to get you know the respect that you want i don't give a shit about getting respect in a way where i'm not one of those like they don't like me blah 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 like i know i'm on my path i know i'm doing my thing but for some reason i focused a lot of my hate and into this one guy i don't hate him as a person i think he's cool i said hi to him and he's like oh hey dave good to see you nice guy but that's part of the jealousy. It's always a nice guy. It's a guy who's got all his shit together. And the point of the story is that I was like, oh, my gosh. He's Steve. This guy is the guy from my childhood. 
He's just a successful guy that I want to be. So instead of um, necessarily being friends with him, I'm looking at him like, why does he have all these things I want? Like, like in any world, I can take it from him. You know what I mean? He earned whatever he has. He didn't fight me for it. We're not on the tennis court. One guy wins. He's got what he has. A successful stand-up career, and I have what I have. And I don't mean to to downgrade that at all. I love what I have. Um, you know, like some people want different things. Maybe somebody, uh, you know, maybe someone's jealous at me, and I have no idea because I uh, do my own thing. I got a happy little relationship and a dog, and and we're traveling, and sh- you know what I mean. Like, who knows what's causing someone else's pain? And there's nothing that this guy could do. But at the moment, I realized it. And I go, oh, you're Steve. You're the guy that as a child I was jealous of because you had a cool life. And I wanted it. And in hindsight, it's like I had it all along. Like I had everything I needed. And I guess that's the point. You know, I, don't, I never have a, <laughs> I never have a um, solution to these stories when I start them. But I, I guess the point is, is that... I had it all along when I was nine. I have it all along now. And boy, it's hard to remember. It's a fleeting feeling. It's a fleeting feeling to feel like we have it all. You know, um, here I am driving onto Sunset Boulevard and I'm thinking it's it, it's like a sunset. Oh, that sounds so cheesy to say, to, to relate the two. But it's like a sunset. Like you ever have that moment where you're like, I fucking get it. I understand. And you tap in. And you're tapping into that sublime ecstasy where you go, oh, it all makes sense. And then before you know it, like a wild horse, it's fucking running off and you lost it. And how do we keep that? How do we reenact all the feelings that make us remember that, A, we're on the right path. B, we have everything we need. Our friends, our family, they all love us. And how do we not only wrangle that but appreciate it in a way where because if you don't appreciate it you just you're in for trouble you know the universe has a way of stubbing our toes doesn't it don't you have those moments where like you're just not appreciating the little things and then all of a sudden some big shit happens and and when that happens you know you got to correct the course and uh oh geez there's a chick crossing that's like seven feet tall boy living in los angeles i'll tell you what you know, she w- she must have been a Victoria's Secret mom. Doesn't have – look, I don't want to just be judging people, but if you want to really know my my stream of conscious thought process here, it's one thing to appreciate beauty. Uh, I don't think Tasha would ever have a problem with me appreciating beauty. But, like, that chick was gorgeous. It just – naturally, I had to stop and watch her cross. But, uh, you know, doesn't mean I want her. It's just – it's kind of just like that uh, when a you know a dog sees a bone. <laughs> I just saw a bone, and now I have a boner. Um, now she couldn't. Uh, she didn't have the butt that Tasha has. You need a good butt out there. Guys like a good butt. Girls hate it when guys objectify women. But uh, that's just that's just the reptilian in us, isn't it? Can I use that in defense when I go to? Yeah, sorry, Your Honor, is the reptilian in me? I'm. Uh, it was just the old salamander in me, a little salamander in my pants, the old iguana. 
was talking. Uh, um, scale the bitch. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Um, I'm going to park my car in about one minute, and then I'll read a question, and uh, we'll keep on going. But anyway, we're back. We're back. Did you guys like the episode with Jonesy? Wasn't that fun? Boy, how, isn't it great? Can you guys tell when I'm connecting with someone? Versus when we're just like you know I don't I don't know not not that not that other episodes are bad I mean every the beauty of this podcast is I feel like every episode is the chance to really get to know somebody uh, there was a dude on um, the show last night not the guy I was talking about that I was jealous of but there's a dude on the show Nick Vatterot he um, if you know you guys know Kenny Chesney he's a, one of my favorite country singers he's a short ball guy. But um, and I that, I know that doesn't do Nick justice to call him a short ball guy. He's a hilarious stand-up comedian, hilarious. And I knew him from New York, and I and I've, I've made Tasha watch some of his stand-up clips before. And anyway, I had friends come to the show last night, and I was like, "Oh, you guys are in for a treat. This dude is fucking insane." And uh, so, I mean, like I'm talking, and I was telling Tasha, I was like, "Look, I'm not throwing this around lightly. He's got like this Jim Carrey." You know, like, I'm not talking, you know, you might not like Liar Liar or one of his movies, or you should. I think they're all funny. But as a stand-up comedian, Jim Carrey was bananas talented, just bananas. And this guy is insane, Nick Vatterot. So anyway, I see him after the show, and it's so funny. It's like podcasting is like dating for comics because I was like, hey, I was like, "Uh, dude, the fucking set was amazing. And I was like, look, uh, I know this is cliche, but I'd love for you to be on my podcast sometime. And he was like, yeah, man, I'd love to. And, like, that's my way of asking a guy out. That's my way of being like, will you, uh, you know, will you chill with me? Will you play in the sandbox? That'd be a fun podcast, the sandbox. And we'll just we'll just set up some microphones and uh, get some sand. Should we do that? Uh, anyway, so what are we talking about here? So that was my night. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy week. Tasha and I are going away. I don't think we're supposed to mention how long we're going away for just, uh, just because um, – I don't know. I feel like she, she always likes to not say those things just because she's always afraid someone's going to, like, rob us. Like, you guys know where we live. Actually, the chick uh, who listens from Australia knows where she, where we live. She sent us some uh, Australian goodies. So if you want to fly in from Australia, you can rob us uh, at the end of May. Now, we're going to South America, and um, we're going to be podcasting from our journeys. We're going to some fucking amazing towns. In, cent- in uh, South America I can't wait It's going to be bizarre It's going to be a ton of fun We booked this trip I've, t- I've talked about it How Tasha wanted to go to Greece And um, I wasn't really like loving the idea And you know She was instantly angry at me Because she's, <laughs> she's convinced I just don't want to travel with her And here's the truth And I've mentioned this before It's got nothing Nothing to do with her It is my own Like workaholic Kind of vibe and she's like, look, you're never going to be in the place you want to be to do all the things you want to do. You're always going to have a hang-up. And I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. Let's book the trip. I shit you not, guys. We booked the trip. And guess what? Your boy Dave has had some amazing breaks financially in the last couple of weeks. Leap in the net will appear. Make the choice to travel. Make the choice to go and do what you want to do. Guys, I didn't want to go here today, but I got to shout out my buddy, my brother, one of my best friends, Matt Davis. This week, uh, tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of his death. Died of a stroke, 31 years old. Folks, 31 years old, and my buddy died instantly. I mean, he he was on life support. They tried their best for a few days, um, but complete brain failure, horrible, just horrible 
couldn't have prevented it, couldn't have seen it coming, couldn't have done a thing about it. Healthy, good guy, one of my best friends. He didn't get to go. He didn't get to do it all. And if if anything, there's a cop driving by, so I'm trying to... Oh, shit. I don't know. Is it illegal to podcast and drive? Uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt you, Diggums. That's his nickname, Diggums. If anything, I'll never, I'll never f- take for granted the ability to appreciate everything I get to do because he doesn't and his family lost him and his friends lost him and he's not one of those dudes you like lose who wasn't impactful he's one of those guys that was amazing uh, it, uh, still is he's gone he's amazing he I mean the uh, just a solid you fall down the first arm that you look up and you see is Diggums there to pick you up. And, like, that's the guy I need to be and I need to tell you guys to be so we can appreciate all that we have. They don't always get the chance to. 31 is too young. He didn't get the chance to do all the things I'm going to get the chance to do. I don't have survivor's guilt so much as a deep deep desire to succeed to fucking take his family out to dinner to keep in touch with them to let them know that their that their son their brother that he that he meant something to a lot of people so this episode's for Matt and um yeah it makes you emotional he's a he's I've talked about him before but most of the stories I have I don't even know where to begin his kids his kids saved my life he's he's a great guy it was beyond tough dealing with this a year ago and obviously you just don't you don't want to forget i'm not the type of guy to bury my feelings if you didn't notice but um this one's for you matt you're a great guy and i I strive to be just half the guy that he is he's short so that's not hard (laughs) Uh, i miss i miss you buddy um but anyway let's uh how do we even want hold on a second we're, 20, we're only at 26 minutes. I feel like I've spoke forever into this thing. Um, uh, do you guys like these solo ones? I go off in many tangents. Here I am. I understand how trivial it can be. You know, I'm complaining about not having a Comedy Central credit. And here, I, and then I talk about my buddy. But it, uh, being honest with you guys, it's a, it's a seesaw. It's a seesaw of emotions. You know, one second feeling ungrateful and spiteful and you're going down your news feed on Facebook and you're wondering why you don't have the house and the success that other people have. And then you go, hold on a second. My journey is nobody else's. I am where I need to be. And, you know, I don't know if this is inspirational or if you're just so sick of hearing me talk. Um, but it's it's just important for me to share my story that it's not easy, especially when you pursue things like um, I mentioned this before, how, you know, people ask me a lot about all like my side jobs that have nothing to do with stand up or podcasting because they don't get they don't get what I do. So when I see them, they go, how's the comedy thing? They don't mean to be degrading. Oh, how are you? How's the starving artist thing? You know, it's like no one's a, you're, you're, you're never you never have to listen to these limitations that people say, oh, you're going to do that. You're going to be a poor, you're going to be poor for a long time. It's just important to like break out of these limitations. People impose onto you. Society imposes onto you and say, no, I'll do what I love twice as hard for, for, you know, hundred hours a week with it, with twice the energy than doing shit. I don't want to do, you know what I mean? Like, I like you get out of bed for shit you love to do and 
and that's and that's what makes you so good at it because you do it with love and creativity it's all about making something and then giving it to somebody else and that's what we do with stand up and that's what I love so much and you know I am no one to criticize my career path I'm no one to I'm no one to complain because I've you know I've been so fortunate enough to start things you know the saying if you build it they will come it's all about that Kevin Costner film, Field of Dreams. He builds a stadium. He builds a stadium in the middle of a cornfield, and all the players come to play. And that's what it is. You build something, they will come. You make a podcast, you'll find an audience. You'll, you, you do bachelor recaps, you find an audience. Stand up. Build upon your stories. People will relate. It's, it literally is the oldest you know, campfires, right? Telling stories. The apocalypse can happen. We can run out of electricity. We can be living in, you know, nuke shelters, but we can still do stand-up. Hey, what's going on with this fallout shelter? Trying to take a shit in that bathroom there. It's all, uh, yeah, whatever. Point is, is uh, we have a lot going for us as a society and as individuals. And all we can do is just say what's right for me, be happy, do it with love, and share with those around us. It ain't easy. You know, it ain't easy. I get it. I had to delete Facebook this week. I didn't delete it entirely. I just had to wipe it off my phone. I was stuck in a news feed. I don't need to see everyone else's highlight reel. Call me. My close friends that are succeeding in life and all that they do, trust me, I'm super pumped and invested and happy for them. But then I got these random people that are getting all these things, and instead of being happy for the random person, I'm like, well, why did they get that over me? You know what I mean? It's stupid. Tell you what, read a couple questions and we'll get out of here. I want to get better at talking dirty. Is this from a man or a woman? Uh, let's see. I want to talk a little more dirty with my significant other. Woman, what does your partner say during sex that gets you going and over the top? Men, what do you usually tell your partner? I like just, I like physical compliments. Like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I've, I, don't, and I don't know if women like this, but I feel like most men will compliment and say shit like, uh, you know, like, oh, you're so wet, or oh, you're tight, or your body's great, or oh, I love how your tits jiggle. Like, things that I think are sexy compliments that don't, the, the receiver doesn't have to think too hard about. It's all about giving compliments, but not taking people out of the zone. I had a girlfriend back in the day who, like, started criticizing me during sex, and um, it was, like, emotional criticism. Like, she wasn't criticizing, um, she wasn't criticizing me like hey you got a small dick <laughs> she was like she was she was saying that like i wasn't there present physically like emotionally and she thought it was because my dad had passed and i literally it was a first, i was probably the only time i ever stopped having sex i was like what the fuck are you saying and the truth was i probably was just enjoying sex i mean honestly as a guy here men it, it's it's cliche how we say it, but we really are simple with our emotions. Like they say something like women can experience 20 different feelings at once. Men can only experience one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're fucking the only, the only way we're thinking about something else is if we're trying not to come. So like the only way we're thinking about anything else, like our tax returns is because we're trying not to look like a two pump chump. And that's absolutely the truth. Right. I mean, sure, once in a while you might be having sex and you got other shit on your mind, sure. But, like, the nerve of this girl who, like, I was barely, barely seeing to try to, like, psychoanalyze me while I was fucking her. 
I was like, oh, geez. And we stopped. Yeah, we had. That was the only time I think I like stopped sex pre cum, where I was like, oh no, hold on a second, you can't do that. You can't bring that shit up. Uh, someone said, not sure if you are the male or female, but I personally found a book called Sex God Method. Really good for learning how to talk dirty. I always had trouble verbalizing, afraid it would sound fake or that I shouldn't talk. All right, here we go. Things guys should say. Describe how you enjoy eating her out while kissing down her. Okay, kissing down on her, I guess. So like, oh, yeah, that tastes like a fucking, oh, yeah, your pussy juice is like kombucha. All right, that guy weird. I wrote that, not him. Uh, make a noise and an exclamation as you enter her. And then uh, this is what the guy wrote. Oh, fuck, you're so wet. My dick just gets so hard inside you. Hey, I agree with that. That's pretty spot on. Tell her she is your little slut. All right, well, that requires a little trust. Telling a girl she's your little slut. By calling her your slut, I'm sure it'll lessen the blow. Um, just call She's fucking a girl. I'm like, yeah, you're a slut. Maybe you say, oh, you're my little slut. You're my secret slut. I don't know. That's the key to the bed is that... In bedroom, you don't have to be PC. As long as the other person's okay and you're not demeaning them, or they want to be demeaned, figure it out first. Make her beg you to get fucked. Tease her verbally and physically. Describe a fantasy in pieces. Slowly, act it out as you are doing it. If it's taboo, tell her how naughty it is to be talking about it. Tell her she is naughty and say things like, oh, it would be so naughty if we fucked with the window open. We can't do that. It would be bad. Oh, but so good. Yeah, I get what he's trying to say. It comes off cheesy when I say it out loud, but I, totally. Yeah, sometimes you like, you know, you should, you should like, you know, you can be with a girl at the bar that you've been seeing and be like, I know we shouldn't do this, but I'd love to finger you right now. You know, something like that. That might, you know, hey, you, it's, you, just saying it, I'm just saying, I know it, this world's so PC and everything. Are we allowed to say shit like that anymore? Oh my gosh, I'd love to make you come right under this table. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, and then, and then the important thing is, is read the girl's eyes. Do they open? Do they dilate? Or is she like embarrassed? Because if she's embarrassed and her walls are up, you gotta, you gotta give her room to grow and, and, uh, and, and trust really. Or maybe she doesn't like you and she's like, this fucking guy's a freak. Chances are you're alone together. She does want to fuck you. So you're using words to, um, to build, uh, thoughts and all that. Here we go. Things girls should say. I'm going to read this and I'm going to get out of here. I don't want to keep you guys. Things girls should say. Look him in the eyes and tell him to fuck you, then pull him in for a kiss. Um, I'm going to rate that one A minus. That's a good one. A minus. I and then she, and then here's another. One. I need your cock in my mouth now. Oh, a plus. That's. It. I think these all. I think I'm going to give these all A ratings because I, I don't think a girl can say anything aside from uh, I feel like you're not emotionally present. I don't think a girl can say anything. Uh, anything that involves uh, wanting a guy and telling him he's got a nice piece uh, will make him hard. Begging him to come for you. Telling him you need to be fucked right now. No excuses. That's sexy. You could get a guy. I always tell Tasha this. I'm like, look. Because, you know, some people don't initiate sex. You know, a lot of girls don't initiate sex. Because why initiate sex when the guys are always trying to initiate sex? So, like, I'm always telling Tasha, all you have to do is say literally any one of these lines and and um and it's like uh the dams have been opened and the fucking blood is rushing to the dick. That's how it works. Men are designed to procreate. It doesn't require much. Describe an event that caused you to get wet during the day and how you thought about him taking you right then and there. That's a good one. Here, let me let me let me uh let me role play. I'll be the woman here. 
Oh, so I was doing some tax work at the office, and I uh, pulled my panties to the side, and um, I started fingering myself, and I wanted you to fuck me in the break room. How was that? Was that good? <laughs> stupid. Oh, that was. I should edit that one out. That's stupid. Create a fantasy. Guys love the M, the FMF fantasy. What is that? Female, male, female. Is that what that means? So there's always that. Voice it out. Oh, and then she would be sucking your cock like this. How do, oh, so you. Oh, so the chick speaks in third person. Oh, you want some chick to suck your cock just like this? Hey, look. Third person, first person, second person. Uh, Eeyore voice, Muppets. I think anytime if you just say it, Yoda, like this, the cock will be sucked. <laughs> Tell him. Oh, here's a good one. This is the last one. Tell him how big, strong, powerful, smart, funny he is and how it makes you wet. Stroke his cock. No, stroke his ego. Oh, I love when you wrap those big arms around me and thrust into me. That's fucking it, guys. You want to impress a guy, you stroke his ego, you make him feel like he's alpha male. That's what guys want. Look, it's a big world out there, right? We we can't be alpha male in every sense of it. We're getting beat down at our jobs, on the street, traffic, uh, news feed, the guy we're jealous of at the stand-up club. The last thing we want is to get beat down at home. Bring us in, tell us we're sexy, fuck us. Well, fuck you. That's what it's all about. It's about having a friend that you just can compliment and appreciate. And you know what? We lose that in relationships. I don't know why we've been dating for three months and it just got stale. Yeah, because you forgot how much you loved each other's bodies. You forgot how much you loved how you, you, each other tasted and how you know the 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 orgasm they made. You know what I mean? Like you can't lose that appreciation. Uh, part of that is, I'll tell you this, um, Tasha has a trip to Vegas this weekend for a job. And, and I and I actually, your boy Dave, I was on board with her going. And, and you know me, if you know me, you know that like I obviously have struggled with jealousy. And it's like, oh, she's going to go to Vegas with 10 other girls for a photo shoot. There'll be photographers there. They're all going to be at the nightclubs and the pools. And I'm supposed to trust her. Because in my mind, and, and, and she's very trustworthy, but in my mind, I've had girls abuse that in the past. So it's hard, it's hard to take the baggage we have from our past and, and have it just not exist anymore. It's, it's called baggage for a reason. We haven't been able to let it go. You don't actively hold on to baggage. It's just there. It's part of you. You're like, you want to shed it, but you know, you got to go through some work to get that shed. So anyway, we've been dating, you know, three, three and a half fucking years now. And I'm finally at the place where I'm like, babe, go to Vegas. I trust you. And you know what? I'll get some alone time. And how much more fun will it be afterwards when I hear all about your trip to Vegas and all the things you got to do? And you can hear about the things I got to do. You know what I mean? It's about experiencing things apart and sharing in the moment. Let me have a quick sip here. That's kombucha. is good. So, yeah. So anyway... Sure, if she doesn't text me for a while, I'll be like, I'll always go to worst case scenario. And I feel like that's probably what it's like being a parent. Your daughter gets her permit or her driver's license and, you, you know, she doesn't come home when she's supposed to. And you're like, what the fuck, Samantha? We had trust. You're supposed to text, you know, that type of shit. And then she's going to leave me. She's going to, and my daughter's going to drive off to Los Angeles to go fuck Roy. That's how it happens. The story came full circle. So the point is, trust the ones you love. 
Let them be them. Don't hold any expectations. Life gets good, doesn't it? Let's appreciate today. Hey, do me a favor. If you're out there having a beer, coffee, kombucha, raise your glass to my buddy Matt. God bless you, buddy. 